This is an Alive Now episode around my witnessing of what's happening in the United States with Black people claiming their right to live and breathe, the systemic violence that has happened on Black folks, and the inspiration to talk vulnerably and candidly about some of my experiences where I noticed my own racism coming to the surface and fears that have been held through my ancestry. This is an invitation to look at how racism is held in the body and how you can support yourself in whatever it is you're experiencing right now, no matter who you are. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Wow, it's been an intense week. It's been an intense couple of months, but the intensity just revved up for the United States as well as Hong Kong. And I especially want to just show up here and give a little bit of space for everyone here that's listening to touch in with themselves and their bodies, to check in and just be with yourself, support yourself and however you are feeling. I didn't know what I would say coming on this episode, but what's coming to me now is that everyone has a right to feel. Everyone has a right to breathe. Everyone has a right to live. You have a right to live, whoever you are. Black people have a right to live and to breathe. And to not worry about their lives being taken. And so as I'm, as I'm observing what's going on from Mexico, I'm still here. And about the time of publishing this episode, I will be about ready to leave. I'm preparing to leave to go to California or I will have just arrived. Watching people... Black and brown people stand up and claim their right to live. This has been a protest that's been going on for so long. And now it's gotten more, it's enough is enough is what people are experiencing. And I'm watching, I'm watching cities get destroyed 
and uh, stores get broken, wrecked and looted. And what I'm seeing is this reflection of the pain that Black people have been experiencing, that they've been stolen from in so many different ways and on so many different levels. Their families, their lives, their careers, their respect, their rights. And this is an expression, this is a visible image and experience of that barely touches the surface of what they've been going through. This is just my perspective and how I'm seeing it. And I can feel that. I see it and I feel it. I feel the effect. And um, to any Black folks out there listening, I stand with you. I see you. And in a way that um, appreciates and honors your own your own right to stand up for yourself, your own right to be heard and seen and to express the devastation you have been feeling for so long. And if you are an ally or if you are not sure if you're an ally or wherever you stand right now, in this experience, I just invite you to feel your own emotions here and recognize in yourself what, what you feel and that it's okay to feel whatever you feel. There's room for everyone to feel here. Although taking turns sometimes in the open space is extremely important. You can in your in the safety of your own self, if that's possible, to be with what you feel. It's important to feel, even if you fear that you would be shamed for what you think or feel in the outer world. It's important, it's even more important than to acknowledge what it is you're feeling and what it is you're thinking and reveal those things because that is what is at the heart of these systemic dynamics and systemic trauma that we're experiencing and not just in the U.S. but as a whole in the whole world. Whenever we see or experience someone that we perceive as different, we inherently have some feelings and beliefs. We want and we intend, not everyone, but many people I know want to see everyone as equal and believe that they do. And the thing is, there are unconscious parts of us that still are living out So here's an example. When I was studying in 
grad school, there was a man who was so kind. He was an Indian man and um, super friendly, a little bit older. And when I would be in class with him, I'd say hello and be polite and kind. But I wouldn't quite engage with him farther than that. And there's a difference between feeling like you belong and people invite you in and really want to get to know you versus just being held in the periphery of belonging. And it's not like I should have wanted to connect with him deeper and I'm bad for it. It actually didn't even occur to me until one day when he and I were in a group together and in grad school and in later years after grad school, I was very engaged in a group process called Tavistock Group Relations. And that uh, platform of group work is very ripe for looking at these dynamics. That's the whole purpose of it, looking at what's unconsciously living out and what we are enacting when we don't even know it especially when we want to push it down. So we were in a group and he had mentioned his struggle with being in the U.S. and being in grad school and feeling alone and feeling like he was afraid that because he had an accent speaking English that people were not interested in talking with him. And it just hit me. And I can feel, I can feel it right now. There's still like some sadness about that, that actually that's what I was doing and I didn't know. I was brave enough that day to feel that and let let that touch into the part of me that was hidden from me. And I said to him in front of the group, I am so sorry because that's what I've been doing. I didn't even realize that it wasn't all of the reason I wasn't connecting with him that much. Perhaps there just wasn't, uh, you know, you, I have a freedom of wanting to connect with him or not. And there's a piece of me that just didn't want to connect with him that much. But then there was another piece of me that said, yeah, you don't, you don't care to because it's harder to. It's harder to because You have to spend your effort to listen and to make sure you hear him correctly and you just rather not. And so I realized that and that just felt sad to me and that that was affecting him. And I shared that with him and the group and we had this moment where we saw each other. I saw him in his pain, in his struggle, heard him. I shared my part of it. I owned up to my part of that unconscious feeling that you get from others around you. There was a piece of that that was from me. And he also, he received that and he also was able to see me for how I was experiencing that. There was this 
stillness, this magical moment where people in the room seemed to just kind of revel in it. The group wanted this to happen, it seemed like. They allowed it, they saw it, and there was this magical feeling for me of everyone in the room being present for that. And it's not like afterwards we became best friends or anything. I'm not saying we need to do the thing that everyone wishes for, or that even after I acknowledged that, that I wanted to be that close to him. And it's really important not to, because otherwise, what would I be doing it for? For pity or for saving him? Like, that's, that's not helpful. Um, for me, at least, I don't believe that's helpful. And I, I feel it's important to be genuine and authentic about your desires and and it wouldn't feel good to do that but there was this warmth that when I did see him came through and we had this openness between us and I think it didn't require that we were good friends or deep or close friends it just there was just this respect this mutual respect that came through out of it and both of us could exist and live and be in that space together. And there was harmony, I would say. So while that's not an experience with a Black person, I wanted to share that today. And not that any, any person's race or racial trauma compares to any other race's trauma but that there's a, an essence here of seeing, seeing the pain and letting it touch you. Seeing the pain of whoever is expressing that to you and letting it touch you and seeing where you have a part of it. That is really looking at the deeper parts, the unconscious parts of why these dynamics are still going on. You know, you wonder, why is this still happening when it seems like most people want equality or want, say that they want equality and say that they believe that everyone has a right to live and that Black Lives Matter, and yet it's still happening. And there, of course, there are all sorts of groups that don't agree with that. But I do think the deadliest and most painful part is where people say that they are in support of, and I'm just using what's going on right now as the, the main way to express this, that you are support, in support of Black people and yet haven't looked at the underneath of that. And the thing about that unconscious piece is it lives in the body and we often don't even know it. And sometimes we have a clue, but we also want to be seen in a good light by others around us. So we say, you know, I'm an ally. I support Black people. And is there something underneath where... Some belief has lived out through your ancestry, through time, 
through your culture, and it's per- pervasive in the United States culture, American culture. So how could you not have something that is part of that? And so I'm bringing this to the surface today, not to point fingers, but to just offer a softness and a space for all of us in getting in our bodies and feeling what's what's going on and having some kindness that can look into those deeper unseen aspects of this systemic issue. I had another experience where I was dating a white man and, um, you know, it's not for the first time. So I, being Chinese American, I have dated several white men because of living in the U.S. And, um, you know, so I would think, oh, I don't, I'm not racist towards white people. So here I am dating this this guy and um i heard myself say to someone close to me i really like him but he's he's just really white and if you are if you are not white if you are of any other race you might have a felt sense of what that means and that's what i'm talking about <laughs> actually that felt sense of what that means is what I'm talking about. So everyone has race, race stuff going on. That felt sense means something. And then what happened for me was, oh, what I'm experiencing actually is that this person I'm dating, there's this feeling that I'm not totally seen. And if I bring something up related to specifically to being Chinese, it's like he wanted to appreciate that about me, but it didn't feel like he had the, f- the energetic resonance to, to see me as a whole. It's like he couldn't receive these parts of me, especially the parts of me that had been in pain, that have had wounds, being Chinese in a white culture. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think you do. <laughs> and he didn't have much space to just take in what I was saying which felt even worse. So (laughs) this is a bit complicated to explain now, but what happened was eventually I was able to describe how I felt. I wanted to be seen by him. We, We fought about this. We got really upset with each other because we couldn't find a way to communicate about it, about this sensitive topic. Because I did say to him, I think that What's revealing is that I have this feeling that because you're white, holding a certain experience of not seeing my Chinese experience, that it hurts. It hurts. But I didn't totally want to generalize it to being white, but it was coming through that way. And I wanted to acknowledge that that's how it came through to see what he was experiencing on the other end. And eventually, we found a place where we essentially did a a constellation, a family constellation and systemic constellation about this, because I said, 
what I'm picturing is my whole entire family standing behind me and your family standing behind you. And my family is asking me, because I'm engaging with you, are you sure you feel safe with him? Are you sure you feel safe with him? Because we don't. And part of that was because of past trauma, things that have happened in the history and culture of the United States with Chinese Americans. And he took that in and he played this experiment with me and he started bawling and he was like, yeah, my family feels so sorry. And he couldn't quite explain why. I didn't need him to, but he just said, I don't know why my family feels so sorry. And he was genuinely feeling remorse and pain and hurt. And that meant a lot to me. And together we imagined that his and could sense a shift that his family was just taking responsibility for whatever pain there was. And same with mine. And that he felt pain for my family and me coming through me, assuming that he couldn't be trusted. <laughs> and while I didn't trust him, um, what I felt the space for was to hear him. I heard him about that. I heard that he felt wounded that I didn't trust him. And that gave more space also for, for him to see me on an even deeper level with my pain and the pain of my family. So <laughs> this got really heavy. We were both bawling, like the kind of sobbing we're like snot stripping out of your nose and we don't have enough Kleenex and we're using our sleeves and it was so healing. And I've just had these fantasies of, of that happening for the, for the United States and for all the people that have felt different wounds. Could we have enough space for everyone's feelings? Could we take turns and let black people be seen and heard? I imagine some people could get angry hearing this podcast because maybe I'm speaking up and taking up space that uh, where it's, it's time for a Black person to have that space and to be heard and to be seen. And I hear that. And I'm mainly bringing up my pieces because that's what I want to offer. Let's have space for the people who want to be heard and seen, if it feels genuinely right for you to do so, and also check if it's the right thing for someone, if they want that. And also the point about how much of this is living in our bodies, the wounds of our ancestors, the wounds of our race, the wounds of us and that radiate out into the wounds of us as humans long before this life, if you so believe that, and I do. And I'd like to talk about that further in the next coming episodes. 
a spiritual perspective that zooms out from what's going on very presently. And I didn't want to bring it up today because I think it's more important right now to zoom in presently with what you feel in your body and to hold that and to get support if you need it, whoever you are. To give your body some touch that's soothing so that new safety can be had or you can be reminded of safety or please get to safety if you're not. And that this is one place you can truly do a lot because if I didn't have that hidden thing living under me with that person in grad school, that wouldn't have been in the way of our connection. It wouldn't have been as wounding for him as well. And I could have enjoyed a different connection with him all that time. There is something that happens when we unconsciously hold certain things that we are unaware of and live in the world, especially when we put on, we only put in front the part of us that is pleasing to the outer world, that um, holds values that we want to have, and we discard holding and looking at those other parts. So maybe it's time to look. Check if it is for you. And this isn't a call to do so, but uh, to do you know this work, because it may not be for you right now. It's mainly an opening, an invitation for anyone that might be ready or desire that. After my experience with that person I dated, I felt way more empathy from him and for him. And I felt some of my own biases towards white people start to shift. This is something I've been working on for years because not only does it affect the people around me, the world around me, it creates this dynamic of oppressor oppressed. And it also oppresses them. That's just for me. You may have a different experience. It's an experience I've been hitting my head against a wall for for a long time and feeling dependent on white people to see me and validate me, validate my existence, and feeling like I don't exist unless I'm seen by white people. And no matter how much I didn't want that to be true mentally, cognitively. There were still pieces of my body feeling that way. And it would trickle out into real actions, subtle but real, where if a white person or especially a white man came in the room, maybe I'd give them more of my attention than I would other people. We want to blame other people for these things, but how is it living in us? And to give ourselves the space to feel into what wound is ours about that. So this is just a little introduction to some of the other things I want to talk about. I was very, I was really intrigued by what happened with Amy Cooper and Christian Cooper, uh, the woman who called the police on 
um, Christian black man after he asked her to put her dog on a leash and what happened there as this real strong display of this living in our bodies. The, this meaning what we call racism lives in our bodies because when people get activated and scared, instead of being with that fear, sometimes they point the blame at other people and make other people the culprit, even when it's not happening. And so we have these lived wounds. And I want to talk about that coming up and the dynamic of victim and perpetrator, oppressed oppressor, and uh, some spiritual views about how we come into this life and why, why it exists. How have we created race as a way, as a f- platform for us to enact these painful beliefs of who we are? Thanks for listening today. I got um, pretty emotional in this conversation. And so thank you for hearing me. Please uh, comment or email me if you have things to share. Embody at CandaceWho.com is my email. And feel free to sign up for my newsletter if you're interested in keeping up to date with my travels and um, workshops and other podcasts. Please stay safe out there. There's not only this going on for people in the U.S., there's still coronavirus going on. Um, so I've heard this being called, you know, the second virus or we've had two viruses going on and this one going on for longer, this piece about race and wounding that we're playing out through race. I want to mention two podcasts that I had with different guests here. One was with Duran Young of Black Therapist Rock. She's an awesome Black therapist and, um, bringing out issues of race all the time and how we can heal racism with internal family systems or parts work. And my version of that was voice dialogue. So we had an interesting conversation around that. You can find that episode at candacewood.com slash Duran, D-E-R-A-N. And the second one is with Cynthia Langtu, who is a wonderful Black psychologist. And she came on the show and talked about betrayal trauma on the micro and macro levels where the system that you live in betrays you. And I want to just give a shout out to Cynthia. Thank you so much for reminding me of that beautiful episode and uh, for being out there in the world. So upcoming in the next um, stretch of time, I will be offering some thoughts and practices on how to work with these different parts of ourselves that do hold wounds from race or that relate to race, as well as ways to support your body through this. And I want to remind you that there's the episode of um, supporting your body through nervous system overwhelm, grounding your body, and um, coming out of freeze state. That's at candacewood.com slash overwhelm. So there are 12 practical tools there and three experientials that will support you in feeling a little more grounded so you can either look at what you want to look at with what's coming up in your body, feel more, digest what you're experiencing. And if you're out there protesting, 
can just help you be more in your body so you feel safer in yourself. Those will all be in the show notes. And again, I'm wishing you all the support in yourself and around you to be with whatever it is you're experiencing. See you next time on the Embody Podcast.